I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal. This is your Peak Daily for TGIF, July 21st, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Peak Pals, so soccer's biggest star, the GOAT of soccer, at least in, I think, our opinion, Jay, unless you disagree with me. No, I agree. Yeah, Lionel Messi is expected to debut with his new team, Inter Miami, later today as they take on the Mexican side, Cruz Azul. That sounds like a pretty cool team. If you find yourself in Florida and want to check it out, prepare to pay because the resale value of tickets right now is going for as much as 110,000 USD. Jay, will you go see a TFC Inter Miami match? Maybe when Inter Miami comes to to BMO Field? I have thought about it. I've even looked up what season tickets cost for TFC. Not the most expensive season tickets, not the least. You could definitely make it all back if you sell your Miami ticket next year. That's a good idea. But I would go see. I think it would be super cool to see Leo Messi play. I wouldn't pay more than face value to do it. I'd rather get a face value ticket and sell it. But I do have a 10-year-old who would want to go, but not as much as he would pay or want to go to see Cristiano Ronaldo. Just out of interest, how much are TFC season tickets? It's not as much as you think. Like bad tickets are not as much as you think. It's more than the Marley season tickets I have, but less yeah. than uh, less than the Raptors for sure. Yeah. Okay. Look at you, yeah. season tickets guy. Hardly. Brett, aside from season tickets to TFC, so you can catch one game next year, what do we have for Peak Pals? For our first story, it's a Barbenheimer world. For our second story, Google showcases its new robo reporter. And for our last story, FBI of the North. For our first story, two of the biggest films this year, Oppenheimer about the father of the atomic bomb and Barbie, which is obviously about Barbie and her friend Ken, are out in theaters and making for an unlikely double feature, Brett. Brett, how are Canadians choosing between the two? You know what? I actually might be in the equation here. I think that my girlfriend and I may split up on Sunday and go see separate movies. We'll Fair see. Enough. But Cineplex reported that as of Wednesday, 60,000 Canadians had bought advanced tickets for both films, with 65% of buyers planning to watch them on the same day. It's happening because of the challenge dubbed Barbenheimer as the result of months of memes and mashups as the internet lost its freaking mind, as it often does, over the fact that two huge films, both so radically different in tone, were going head-to-head at the box office. So a survey by the United Talent Agency IQ found that two-thirds of Gen Zers and millennials interested in seeing Barbie cited the memes as a motivating factor. The hype was pushed into overdrive thanks to relentless marketing campaigns, particularly for Barbie, which included promotional tie-ins with everything from fashion brands, which obviously makes sense, to Burger King, which I guess sort of do. It was ever, you know, I was walking down King Street. This is a bit of an anecdote. I was walking down King Street and they had a Toronto Barbie party that Simu Liu and Ryan Gosling were at and they had the whole street in Barbie pink. It was crazy. Anyways, it all matters because Barbieheimer feels like such a big deal because two blockbuster movies aimed at adult audiences released on the same weekend. Jay, it's just not a thing anymore. It's not. And as one Twitter thread showed and probably one thread thread showed as well, What was once a routine occurrence is now a rare treat. No one felt the need to pull a Barbenheimer with Mamma Mia and The Dark Knight when they released in 2008. That would have been a good one, though. Back to back. Wow. You would have gone up and down. Now, to zoom out, folks, the movies are officially back, at least to pre-pandemic levels. Cineplex reported that June box office revenues were 98% of what they were in June 2019, despite disappointing performances from major flicks like Elemental and The Flash. With Barbenheimer projected to do gangbusters, Cineplex is poised to exceed 2019 levels in July. But looking past July, things get, well, murky. Barbenheimer blew up thanks in part to marathon cast press tours, something that won't be possible as long as the actor's strike persists. 
I will say, Brett, though, since the kids have been at camp, I think we have probably purchased 20 movie tickets at Cinemax. Wow. Yeah, I've seen them all. You've got to get movie pass back. Ah, I, I should, but I've seen them all. My latest one was the Mission Impossible movie, which I liked, didn't love. That's uh, anyway, a lot of people liked it. Anyway, for our second story, Google is taking a break from its fight with Canadian publishers to showcase its brand new toy for journalists, an AI helper. What can Google's new tool do, Jane? Well, Google is pitching major news publishers like the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal on a new generative AI tool called Genesis that it says can produce news articles. Google is positioning Genesis as an assistant, not a replacement for journalists. Human reporters will still need to feed it information, which it can then turn into a story draft. And it's happening because many newsrooms are searching for ways to remain financially viable, and some publishers are already turning to AI tools in a bid to cut costs. Outlets like the New York Times, NPR, and Insider have already told their staff that they plan to explore the use of AI in the newsroom. Organizations like BuzzFeed and the Associated Press already use AI to help write some stories that they say require less nuance and human input, like travel guides and earnings reports and the Peak takes some offense to this, actually, because we love a good earnings report story, Brett. And we're writing that with a strong human hand, not AI. Literally writing it. We're literally we're scribing it out. And it all matters because adopting an AI tool that can play fast and loose with the facts, as all major large language models on the market tend to do, is a huge gamble for news organizations that could further undermine the public's trust in media. CNET and Go Media have already come under fire for factual errors found in articles that they enlisted AI to write. Canadians' trust in news is already down 13% from 2016, hitting its lowest point in seven years, according to a Reuters report. But news outlets might have a hard time saying no to a tool that can make reporters more productive or, less optimistically, allow them to employ fewer of them in the first place. The bottom line is AI tools like Genesis might be good for media companies' finances in the short term, but risk long-term damage to their brand if it comes at the expense of readers' trust. For our third and final story this week, the Mounties appear on the verge of a major shakeup. And no, it doesn't involve ditching the iconic red surge jackets and campaign hats. Here's what's driving the news. The city of Surrey was ordered by BC's Solicitor General to move forward with a plan to end RCMP policing and establish a municipal police force instead. The process began in 2018 in response to pleas for a police force better suited to the challenges facing the diverse, rapidly growing city. However, after electing a new government, the city tried to backtrack on that transition, citing financial concerns. The Solicitor General felt that it was not safe for Surrey to return to RCMP policing as it did not meet certain requirements and the move could result in police shortages. It matters because Surrey is the largest city where the Mounties still have a policing contract. Losing it could give more credence to the federal government's recent call to radically change the RCMP's function. And earlier this week, the Toronto Star cited federal sources claiming the government wants to transform the RCMP from a body that carries out frontline police work to a quote-unquote FBI of the North, focused solely on things like national security, cybercrime, and organized crime. Here's the bottom line. It's a tumultuous time for the RCMP, to say the least, as it faces turnover in its leadership, a growing number of provinces and cities reconsidering its role in policing, and a laundry list of issues stemming from the Mass Casualty Commission. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a great weekend, Peak Pals, and why don't you check out a movie? Oh.